The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Chulo. Today is Thursday, February 26th, 2015, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Listeners, please welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo, rising gay adult star, Wrath. Welcome to the show, Wrath. Hey, everyone. How are you? How are you doing, Wrath? <laughs> I'm good. How you doing, Poppy? Pretty good. I can't complain. Excited That's to have good. you on. <laughs> I'm excited, too. Good. Uh, You've been uh, doing some great writing work for basically Poppy Chulo Radio's brother site, poppychulosblog.com. So we're going to talk all about that because I know that you've had all of your fans, uh, I don't know what what you want to call it, moist with anticipation for for (laughs) each new uh, post because... uh, Wrath keeps it real, y'all, if you haven't checked it out. We'll be talking about that in a little bit. But uh, let's jump into the interview, Wrath. And uh, I like to get stats out the way at the beginning of these one-on-one interviews, just because for the most part, the the fans and the listeners, they haven't had the chance to see you in person. So, uh, you know, I like to give them a, at least a, a mental image of uh, what you look like. So what's your height and weight? Um, I am 5'10", and I currently weigh 165 pounds. What's your ethnicity? Uh, that's always an interesting question. Um, I consider myself black, although back at home it's called mulatto because my father is white. So but I consider myself black. What's your zodiac sign? Gemini. Shout out to the Geminis. Team Gemini. <laughs> yes. How old are you? I am 29. Okay. So let's get to know the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from, Rath? I am from the small country town of Simsboro, Louisiana. If you blink, you'll miss it. Yeah. And what was life like growing up for Wrath uh, in the South? Uh, what was it like for you as a kid, as a teenager? As a child, I was always picked on because uh, a lot of people hated on me. And I really had very feminine qualities. You know, I had like a little girly voice. And then, I mean, it's such a small town. Like the school I even went to was like a K through 12 school. So I went to the same school my whole entire life and 
I mean, as I got older, you know, to junior high and high school, you know, things got a little easier. But for the most part, it's just simple country living. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, speaking of your attraction to men, when did you first realize that you were gay? Four. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, I would never forget. I remember wishing, you know, we were playing a game with my little cousins. They were like, okay, we're all going to make a wish and the wish is going to come true. And then my wish was like, I wish I had a boyfriend. And, you know, everybody looked at me like, oh, my God. But according to my uncle, I came out the womb gay. So. Okay. So because of that, did you have an official coming out moment? Did you have a moment when... You know, you, you informed your family and friends and loved ones that you were gay? Well, you know, growing up in the South can be kind of rough, especially growing up Southern Baptist. So, I mean, it was a point in my life, you know, you talk, it's a sin, you're going to go to hell. So I tried to be straight, <laughs> quote unquote, but it just was not working. And then finally, I'm going to get a little personal. Finally, at the age of like 15 I had like this mental breakdown. I attempted suicide and it was all because I couldn't be myself. And finally I was like, you know what? Enough is enough. And I said, I told him, I said, I'm gay. And then my aunts, my grandmother, they were like, we know we were just waiting on you to get comfortable with it. So I'm like, I could have saved myself all these years of heartache and pain and mental issues because y'all already knew why didn't y'all say anything. The only person that couldn't accept it at the time was my mother. She gave me a very, very hard time with it, but she came around eventually when I started college, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's sad to hear that you had to have such a rough time, but it, it's nice to hear that, that there was eventually acceptance. Mm-hmm. What were you doing with your life prior to entering the gay adult industry? Um, actually, I was working in the mental health field because I do have a degree in psychology. So I was working at this mental health facility back at home. I worked there for like three years and I was working with, you know, adolescents from the ages of 12 to 17. So... I mean, that was my field of work, but it was actually kind of draining because, I mean, it was rewarding, but it was draining at the same time because, I mean, you be around all those children that come from horrible backgrounds and then you can't help but cry for them inside, but you have to remain strong on the outside. And then I took a break from that and I moved to Houston with my cousin and I started working retail, which I hated. And... I had also just had a bad breakup with this guy I had been dating four and a half years. And that's when I just started posting stuff on Xtube. And Q from Black Rain, he had hit me up previously, like a couple years before when I was in grad school. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was like, no, I can't do it. I'm in school. I'm trying to get my master's, blah, blah, blah. I'm not for that. This is only for fun. And so the last time he approached me, it was after the breakup, and I had started posting on Xtube again. And at that time, I was like, well, you know what? You only live once. I was like, forget it. Let's go for it. And that's how it happened. Okay, so let's talk about that transition. Like, 
from going from from doing something you know a hundred percent non-adult related to doing something adult related was before that that moment when Q hit you up had you at all had like maybe a small idea in the mind in you know the back of your mind that you wanted to try doing porn one day or really was it just sort of like you were at the right place right time you had the offer and you took advantage oh no i actually had always thought about doing it i mean even when i was in high school like my i believe it was my freshman year or sophomore year in college i had actually applied to coco norm but and they had responded back saying we can fly you out here we can get you started but then like i say i was in school so my main focus was school so i was like no i can't do that right now so, I mean, it was always in the back of my mind to try it. So, then at that time when Q approached me, I was like, well, it's now or never. So, I did it. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. So, <laughs> let's talk about that day on set, your first time on set. Share with the listeners a bit about that experience and what that was like for you. Were you excited, nervous, scared? What was going on in your mind during <laughs> that first day on set? Well, the first day on set, it was a bunch of mixed feelings. I mean, I was scared. I was nervous. I was excited all at the same time. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to look on camera? Are people going to like it? And then I'm like, is the person that I'm doing this scene with going to be feeling me like that? And so it was like I say, it was just a bunch of mixed emotions. And then... When he got there, and then on top, also, another thing was that when Q explained to me, okay, we got to try to keep it as masculine as possible, so that made me kind of nervous. He even made me take out my belly ring. I'm like, okay. So, as you can see, my voice is not very deep, so I'm like, I'm having to try to fake it, although I know porn is acting, but that kind of made it a little more difficult. So, I was like, I just didn't know how it would be perceived, so... The main feeling was nervousness. You were paired up with Addiction, and it was for the website Breed It Raw. And, I mean, the scene isn't that new, but it's still getting a lot of attention. Like, people seem to really love the scene. Why do you feel people have uh, become fascinated by this scene? Well, a few things I would have to say... I mean, I mean, you've seen certain things in certain scenes before, but I believe the fact that it was just nasty, all the spit. <laughs> and then, I mean, they told me to try some things, you know, that probably hasn't been seen a lot. So I think the one thing that kind of sold that scene was when addiction was sucking my dick and I started sucking it with him. So that kind of just threw people for the loop, like, oh my goodness, he's sucking his own dick with this dude. And then that weird 6-9 position we did. So I believe that's what saw the thing. And then we had, like, gay, I mean, gay. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. We had, like, great chemistry, and he was, like, so cool. So the chemistry was there as well. So I think that's what really saw that thing. I agree. I think so as well. So overall, how long have you been in the gay adult industry? Um, I started in November 2013, so roughly a year and uh, about four months, maybe. Year and four months. Okay. And uh, how did you come up with your porn name? How did you pick the name Wrath? 
And that's an interesting story. <laughs> I actually got the name from one of my favorite anime car- um, cartoons called Full Metal Alchemist. There was this character on there that they were like homunculi, which is in their sense an artificial human. And it was one of them. His name was Wrath. And, you know, they're all named after the seven deadly sins. But he was the one that was trying to fit in with the other homunculi, trying to be bad. But deep down inside, he was just a good person. And I just kind of thought, you know, I used to be that way when I was younger. So that's how I came up with the name Wrath. So I took it from an anime. (laughs) Okay. And initially, you you did have a homunculus at the end, but you no longer have that anymore. No, I don't have that anymore. Okay. You are currently under management by by I Am Design, which you know the the adult side of that uh, is the the VS boys, correct? Mm-hmm. So, how did you connect with them, and uh, what's your opinion in general on the experience of being managed? Um. Well, how I connected with them was actually Hoodie had hit me up, Hoodie LeVay. He had hit me up after, because after the scene with addiction, that's when I started getting like a bunch of phone calls. And Hoodie had responded to me on Twitter. He was like, hey, are you looking for a manager? Blah, blah, blah. I know someone that, you know, he'll help you out. So I'm like, cool. I mean, I'm still new to this, so I'm really not knowing what I'm supposed to be doing. So... I got in touch with Carl with Iron Design and I mean he explained everything to me and how you know he saw what could happen for me and we connected very well. And then after after being under management, I found out that a lot of studios don't want to work with managers. <laughs> but on the business side, it's been one of the best experiences I've had because I mean he Working with management, I've gotten so many opportunities outside of porn as well. Granted, it's still geared toward sex somewhat, you know, like go-go dancing and even portrayed like a person in a web series. So, I mean, being on a management has been like a very great opportunity and experience for me. So That's great to hear. I don't, I don't knock anyone for like wanting a manager because I'm loving having one. I mean, I all I have to do is show up. He handles the business side. And everything else just falls into place. Awesome, that's good to hear. Shout out to Carl, Carl Anthony. For those that that don't know, is also one of our honor personalities here on the station. Uh, he co-hosts our fantastic Thursday night show, Reality. So shout out to Carl. Shout out to Carl. Absolutely. So, okay, so let's talk about in general like who would you like to work with in scenes because you haven't really done that much scene work you you have this you know epic breed it raw scene with addiction and i know that you have done in the past like little smaller things with some of uh, your fellow vs boys but as far as like with other major studios who would you like to work with in scenes in the future? Are there any performers that you would love to team up with and try to take uh, on? There, uh, Damon Sadi. I mean, he's not very known. Well, he's known, 
I would love to work with him. I don't know why. It's just something about, you know, thick, stocky guys that does something for me. I would love to work with him. And I like a challenge. Of course, although he's not really doing much porn anymore, of course, Hot Rod. I mean, he's just sexy. And who else? I always wanted to try Big Beef, but he, you know, I look at him sometimes and I'm just like, I don't know if I can conquer that. So, yeah. That's too so much of a mountain for you? Uh, it looks to be that way. And he isn't very gentle for what I'm seeing. So, <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> so I just, you know, yeah, I'll watch from a distance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And yeah, and then of course I have, um, you know, like you say, you mentioned my little small little other scenes. I did do a scene with Crave. Hasn't been released yet. It's coming. And then of course I've fooled around with other stars. One named Treshawn. He doesn't really do porn anymore. But that was back when I was in grad school in Chicago. So, but I mean, honestly, I will try to work with anyone. I mean, as long as the chemistry is there, I can work with anyone. But I mean, if they're not feeling it, then so be it. I mean, I actually had an experience with that because I was actually doing another scene with Breedy Raw. I won't mention the model's name, but the chemistry wasn't there. What actually was there is just a simple fact that he had never been portrayed as a bottom on scene. And that's really what it boiled down to. He wanted to bottom he didn't want to top because he couldn't stay up. But then every time, you know, he showed bottom qualities such as giving me head or me licking his ass or whatever. That's when he was just ready. But he's never bottomed on film before. So, yeah. Would you consider yourself to be verse? Are you what, planning on being a verse performer? The only reason I ask is because the the only major scene that people have seen was of you bottoming. So is that something that, as you start doing more scene work, you plan on showcasing your versatility? Oh yes, definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. You may have not done work for any other major studios, but you have an extremely popular Xtube channel where you have uploaded videos of your encounters. Can you share with the listeners why you decided to create an Xtube channel as well as what type of stuff they can expect to see if they visited it? Yes. Well, what prompted me to do an Xtube was... I can't even remember how I started getting into wanting to video myself, but you know, I've always been sort of like an exhibitionist and believe it or not, it runs in my family. They just don't showcase it. I do. Um, so I just wanted to put a video up to see how it would be perceived. And, you know, it started, you know, they were like, Oh, this is nice. This is nice. And the profile that I have now is actually not my first one. The first one I ever had got hacked. And someone went in and deleted all of my videos and everything. So, but now the one that I have is Wrath's Vengeance. And if you go on there, you will actually see a little bit of everything. I, you know, I have videos with a threesome with me and a lesbian and one of my friends. 
have videos with me on bottom, me on top. There's a video on there with me and Jordan Stone. And then some of the popular ones are the ones where I mess around with an FTM, as they call themselves, or a trans man, which is pretty much a woman on testosterone who surgically have their breasts removed. They look like men in the streets, but then once the clothes come off, they still have the lower plumbing. So you will see that on there as well. So, and you see a lot of me fucking masculine bottoms and people just don't believe that. Cause when I'm on top, apparently my whole persona changes. And then when I'm on bottom, it changes again. So I haven't noticed it, but everyone else does. But I will admit that's pretty much how I really got my start. It's become very popular. I mean, most of my supporters, they rather see my ex too rather than the scene with addiction so okay that's interesting so can you share with the listeners one more time how they can find you on xtube um yes you can go to xtube.com my name on there is wrath of vengeance if you can't find it under that name because sometimes you won't find it by typing in my name you can actually just type in wrath and my videos will come up because when i put a video on there I always put tags in it so I always tag my name in it and when you tag your name in it and you type it in and your videos will come up so you can just type in rap and then my videos will come up and then from there you can click to my profile and you'll see it all 1.2 million views in less than a year so obviously you're doing something right and you're showing them exactly what they want to see Within the past year or so, as you mentioned earlier in the interview, you were featured in a mainstream entertainment production, the Pause Life series, correct? Yes. Can you share with our listeners how that connection was made and uh, what you did for the series? Well, that connection was actually made through my management. So Carl knew the person that was writing that series and he was like, well, I'm looking for someone to, you know, just play a go-go dancer. So I just, I only portrayed a go-go dancer, but they really needed someone. So that's when Carl came to me in a hoodie and he presented us with the opportunity. And I'm like, well, sure, I'll do it. So that's how we made that connection. And then from that connection, that's when other connections were made because someone hit up Carl saying, oh, Carl, your models do go-go dancing too. Can I have them dance at this party? So that's how I got the goggle dancing gig. So, like, one connection starts another, and then another, then another. So, does Wrath have rhythm? Wrath has rhythm. Wrath is very good at shaking his ass, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the men like to see. You know, they like to see a little submissiveness, submissiveness, and. I'm very good at moving my ass. And then, you know, I'm on this 30-day squat challenge, so it's just gotten a little bigger. So, yeah. So, Wrath is getting bootylicious. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, you've got the X-Tube, your go-go dancing, you, you did a little bit of mainstream work. On top of that, you've also added columnist and writer to uh, your uh, to your resume. So can you share with the listeners how the Wrath experience came about, which is a column that you have on poppychulosblog.com? 
Well, that experience came, of course, through Carl again, that opportunity. He was like, hey, would you be interested in, you know, writing a blog for Papi Chulo? And I was like, well, you know what? I've never done anything like that before. I'm like, I'm willing to try. I'm like, but what does it have to be about? And he was like, oh, you just write about your experiences. So I'm like, okay, well, I can do that. And so that's how that opportunity came about. And it's been successful. I mean, I didn't know I didn't know it was getting a lot of track the traffic that it was getting. But people were hitting me up on my Tumblr and my Twitter, like, oh, your stories are so hot. And then one question that always comes up about my column is, are all these stories true? I'm like, yes. I mean, that's why they're so easy to write, because they all happen. The only thing that I do change are the names, of course, because I don't want to reveal anybody. But... So, yeah. And I enjoy doing it. I mean, people say it's very hot, it's very hot. And I'm just like, well, I guess since I experienced it, it's just like blah to me, but... I try to be as detailed as possible, so... Yeah, you've had a lot of experiences, Wrath. Well, I haven't even scratched the surface yet. I'm just now getting to college, so... (laughs) Good grief. So can you um, give the listeners a tease as to maybe what they should expect in the future with the blogs? You don't have to go into detail, but just, you know, general scenarios that you're thinking about potentially writing about that happened to you in the past. Well, hmm. some scenarios I can talk about would actually be my first day of college, the first day I got there. Let's just say, just be prepared. That's all I can say about that. And then, you know, after college, my experience is going to bathhouses and sex parties. And so it's a lot of stuff coming up. My first time with a girl which was until I was like 23. So there are some things coming up. Just stay tuned is all I can say. Also, I mean, all experiences aren't the best. So I'll also be writing about some of my bad experiences with sex. Aw, which you're probably (laughs) still entertaining to read about. Yeah. (laughs) I have one I'm actually working on now. Actually, gonna I'm actually gonna do those probably in series. You know, I've already got the title "Wrath Experiences of the Worst Kind," so yeah, those are coming up. Oh my! Sounds sounds like something that the listeners should be anticipating and looking forward to. Yes. In your personal life, do you get into any kinds of fetishes? Um, honestly, when it comes to like fetishes, I would have to say I haven't really done much. I mean, granted what you see on film and on my X tube, I mean, it looks nasty, raunchy, hot, sweaty. But to me, it's just when I think of it, I'm just pretty basic when it comes to sex, you know, a little oral penetration only I have tried water sports before. I've actually kind of gotten into it, but not quite all the way. But and then someone introduced me. Well, just the other day, this guy was sucking my toes, and I'm just like, it feels so weird. I'm like, ew. But yeah, 
I really don't have too many fetishes. Of course, I like the video, so I have a lot of personal videos that haven't even been seen. When did you first realize that you like to be watched, that you were a bit of an exhibitionist? <laughs> I actually wrote about that in one of my blogs, Parking Lot Peep Show. <laughs> I know, that's uh, why I asked. Yeah, so that was actually my first experience ever being watched. And ever since then, I'm just like, oh, it's not so bad. I'm like, because I like being watched because I like to see people's reactions. So, and I believe that was the first time that I realized, hey, they can watch. And then I remember a few experiences in college where my roommate was just sitting there playing a video game. And I would be right there having sex with someone. And he would just pause the game and just watch. Like a live sex show. And I didn't mind, so. When did you first realize that you could suck your own dick? Well, 2010. And the story behind that was Halloween 2006. I will never forget. It was my first time going to Atlanta. I'm pretty sure everyone has heard of that stripper Ridiculous who can suck his own dick because it's just ridiculously big <laughs> yep he's been on the station before <laughs> so i saw him on stage doing it and i'm just like what the fuck so i mean you know i'm like ain't no way i can do that no and then like i say fast forward four years later i'm sitting here like taking naked pics of myself because i'm like you know at this time i'm just like showing pictures of myself and i'm like let me see if i can do this and then I just bent down. My dick was rock hard, fully erect, fully erect. And I just went down and I put my mouth on it. I was like, I can do it. <laughs> and that was the first time. I mean, it does. I don't get pleasure out of it. It's mostly just for show. Uh -oh. So speaking about your dick, how much is Wrath packing? Honestly, if I let somebody else him, oh, you working with about 10, 10.5, I'm like, no. I mean, and that's where the confusion for me comes in. I'm like, okay, is there a difference between regular inches and dick inches? I mean, because somebody will tell me, oh, I'm 10.5 inches, and then they come, and I'm like, that's, that's six inches. But just to be on the safe side, I say that I'm nine and thick. And uncut. <laughs> there you go. Do you know the thickness? The thickness is about five and a half to six inches around. What's the typical reaction when you whip them out for the first time? Are people typically impressed? Are they like, wow, I, I can't believe you're packing that much? Yes, I get that reaction every time, especially when I'm going to be the top and they're just like, I don't think I can take it. Please don't be rough. And I'm like, no, I'm not rough. I mean, what you see in the videos is, trust me, is well into it. You don't see really the beginning of it. Um, but everyone, when they see it, they are, they are amazed. They're like, you're so little. You're so skinny. How are you packing that much? I'm like, well, it's the Powell gene, as we call it. So I've been cursed and blessed with it because <laughs> I've actually had some encounters where they really couldn't take it so yeah oh really mm -hmm. have you ever had an encounter where 
you were like you were planning a meeting a meetup and uh you were the one that was going to bottom but when uh, the person came over and they saw what you had they were the ones that wanted to bottom that has happened so many times and honestly i'll go ahead and just go through with it but sometimes i'll just be so irritated because i'm like here i am i've prep myself and print myself and I know I'm about to go get some good dick and then I pull mine out and then they're bending over so I'm just like okay well I'm here may as well go ahead I'll never forget that encounter with the football player I was just like really but I did it (laughs) What has been one of the hottest hookups that you've ever had? I would have to say one of the hottest hookups that I have ever had would have to be with a college sweetheart who one of the videos that we've done is actually on my X2. It's actually the only video we've ever done, but we've had so many more encounters than that. And, yeah, (laughs) I mean, I can't even put it into words. I mean, his tongue alone was just like, had me running. That's just how good it felt. Because, I mean, the pleasure was just so intense that I was actually running. And then when he held me down, I actually really started crying because I couldn't handle how good it was feeling. So that was really, really, really intense. (laughs) You mentioned that you love being watched. You're an exhibitionist. You've uh, been to, you mentioned, like, bathhouses and sex parties that you'll be writing about in the future on the blog column that you're doing. So my question for you is, what's the, or where, I should say, is the most public place that you've had sex? (laughs) The most public place. I would say... It would have to be in that movie theater parking lot. I mean, because I mean, I've met with people and they aren't really into it or they're too scared or too cautious. I mean, there was one I actually did suck his dick in the theater. <laughs> but that's probably about as public as, I, as I've gotten. I mean, I've had an encounter in the woods before on the side of the interstate. But that's about pretty much it. Not really in public places. As of yet, that may change, <laughs> but not yet. How did the wood situation happen? You know, doing it in the woods. Um. Well, it was this guy that wanted to meet up, and he couldn't host, and he lived he lived a good ways from me. He lived like about forty minutes from me. And so I'm like, well, do you know any duck-off areas or anything? He was like, I know a few. And so we got on I-20, which is the interstate in Louisiana. And he was like, just pull to the side and cut your hazard lights on, and we're going to go in the woods. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm serious. So I pulled over to the median, turned my hazard lights on, we went into the woods, and we went at it. And it was hot. 
And of course, in Louisiana at that time, it was summer, so it was hot and murky, so the sweat made it even hotter. So that's how that happened. The major scene that you've been in was, as we mentioned earlier in the interview, for Breed It Raw. My question for you is, since your first scene out the gate was for a bareback production, have you at all experienced any, for lack of a better word, I guess, negativity from any of the fans and supporters out there because you decided to go raw from out the gate? Or, like, what's been your general opinion? The reason I'm asking is because a few years ago, like, performers were getting a lot of flack from other performers and from studios and even from the fans sometimes for doing raw scenes. And I think that that has kind of changed a bit. It's been a little bit more accepting and studios now do work with performers that do bareback scenes, whereas before they were kind of getting blackballed. So what has your general experience been like since that scene was released? Mm, I would have to say 90% good, about 10% bad. I mean, I've had people hit me up, you doing it raw with these people, you don't worry about catching anything, and oh, you're just going to die. You probably already have AIDS, and I mean, I've had a lot of negativity towards it, but me, I'm the type, things roll off my back so easily, so most time, I mean, pretty much all the time, I don't even respond. Like, some people, you know, on your Tumblr, you can have people ask you questions. And people ask me questions, why do you do it raw with these people? And I'm just like, look, I like what I like. You watching it apparently is hot to you. I'm not fucking you, so why are you worried about who I'm doing raw with? I mean, that's just how I see it. I mean, a lot of people still say that's stupid, but I'm like, well, that's just me. It's not your choice. It's mine. You don't have to fuck me. I don't have to fuck you. Just sit back, watch Jackie Dick, and enjoy it. (laughs) And there you go. I think that was a great answer. Yeah. I mean, I have opinions. I mean, and then on top of that, I am allergic to latex. I really do have a latex allergy. Like, touching it makes me break out and itch. And then lambskin. If you read on the back of a lambskin condom, it lets you know this only prevents pregnancy. If you want to prevent transmission of STIs and HIV, use a latex condom. So, I mean, lambskin serves no purpose. And then polyurethane goes dry and it chases my skin. So, I mean, there are smart ways to, you know, have raw sex (laughs) if people would do their research. But they don't. But I do mine. I pretty much know what I'm getting myself into. What do you enjoy most about having sex on film? It's the rush of having, well, the rush of helping someone pleasure themselves. And like I say, it's just the rush of being watched and then wondering how it's going to be perceived. Because I love to read the comments. Like most times I don't respond, but I love to see what people are going to comment about. And like I say, it's good to be known sometimes. But it's mainly just the rest of you know, hey, people can live their life vicariously through me. I mean, they won't try something, but they can see me do it. And then they pleasure themselves. 
What kind of uh, scenes do you plan on doing in the future? Are there any type of, I don't know, maybe either sexual fantasies that you want to live out on film or, or maybe even past encounters that you've had, especially that you've written about, that you want to recreate on film? Oh, you now, there are a couple of past creators that I would love to recreate. <sighs> yeah. The bus scene from the track meet, I would love to recreate that. I've always said I wanted to try a gangbang, <laughs> but I'm still, you know, kind of on the fence with it because I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a bottom. I can be a bottom, but I'm not a power bottom, as they call it. So... And, you know, taking multiple dicks at one time, you know, different sizes, different lengths, different girths. Double penetration. Uh, I've tried that one time. I'll write about that. But <laughs> I tried it one time. It wasn't bad, but it's not something that I would ever do on a regular. <laughs> but I've double penetrated someone and that was an amazing feeling. And then, like I said, I'm really into, like, anime and, like, you know, I had, like, this concept of Wrath of Vengeance, you know, maybe, like, a little series. Hey, I get gangbanged by these guys, and then I go back and get my revenge, sort of like I spit on your grave, mm -hmm. and then I find them trying to, you know, rape other people or bully other people, and then me and this other person ties the bully down, and we pretty much bang him, and that's my vengeance, <laughs> so... Something along those lines I would like to try. Wrath is nasty, y'all. <laughs> yeah. What's the biggest dick that you've ever taken? And this is just in general, in your general life. How Do you remember how big it was? Yes, I do. I will never forget it because when he pulled it out, I actually asked him, is it real? And he literally, he was a real 13 inches. And he was, I kid you not, like the width, the girth of the dick was about the girth of my wrist. And I was just like, there's no, but then at that time, you know, when I was younger, you know, I'd be like, whatever, I'd jump on it, I'll just take it. But that had to have been like the biggest one I've ever taken. I swear he was touching my heart. That's how big it was. Oh, wow. <laughs> what was his ethnicity? He was black. I mean, he was from Jamaica. But yeah. Watch out for those Jamaicans, Wrath. <laughs> they had a foot long for you. Yeah, and it literally, literally was a foot long. I was because when I was like I say when he pulled it, out, I'm like, is it real? <laughs> Did you deep throat it? No, I can't, even, I can't even get halfway. Oh my gosh, Wrath couldn't even get the hit in. No. <laughs> I tried, I attempted, but it just didn't happen. That's crazy. Speaking of gangbangs, in your personal life, what's the most amount of people that you have taken on at one time? At one time. Hmm. It was at a sex party. 
and I would have to, it was five people I'll never forget it was five and that's the most and after I mean mind you I was a little inebriated I had taken a couple of shots and I had had like about three drinks so I mean that kind of helped of course the next day I was really feeling it but at the time you know it was just all pleasure but it was five You've been in the game, as you said, for a little over a year, a year and some change, let's say. In your opinion, as someone who's, you know, striving to become, you know, a, a major presence in the porn industry, do you find it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the business? Is that something that you think will become more difficult as your star continues to rise? It actually has already, and to me, I still feel like I'm not that well-known, but it actually has. Um, there was one person that I was really into, and we were, I mean, we still converse from time to time, but he's, at, the, at first, he's like, I'm cool with it, it's no issue with me, but later down the road, you find out that it really was an issue. So I'm thinking that, it probably will get more difficult. I mean, you have people, they'll say one thing, but then their actions will show something else. They'll be like, oh, I'm cool with it. I don't have any issues as long as you're coming home to me and all that. But then they'll say that, but their actions will show something else. So at this time, it's just, I personally, it's just a personal choice. I choose not to date. I'm just like, while I'm in this industry, I don't know how long I'll be in it. I mean, because I am, I will be 30 in a couple of months. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not sure how long I'll be in it, but at this time, I just choose not to date, you know, just choosing the lesser two evils. Do I want to date? Of course I do. But right now, I'm just not going to. You are verse, so can you share with the listeners what your favorite sexual position is as a top and what your favorite sexual position is as a bottom? As a top, I love doggy. It's nothing like seeing your dick going in and out of big, beautiful bubble ass and it's bouncing on your dick. And then as a bottom, I have to say doggy as well. At first, I wasn't into it, but the person that got me into taking it doggy was, of course, the college sweetheart, the one I told you about earlier in the interview. He... It was one night, you know, we were doing it and he put me in the doggy position and I was like, no, I can't take it like that. And he pretty much was like, well, you're going to take it tonight. And ever since then, it was just like I couldn't get enough of it. And, you know, this is going to be funny. At one point, you know, I believe I didn't have a prostate because, you know, I still haven't experienced having a, a hands-free cum, cum shot orgasm or whatever. But... Doggy, when I'm on bottom, doggy kind of gets me the closest to that feeling. And that's when I realized, okay, I do have a prostate. So Maybe Mr. I'll, 13 knocked it out or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so you need to find him for a scene. Yeah, I actually know where he is. So he's actually upstate oh, okay. in the West Coast. <laughs> I want to go back in time with you, and I want you to share this story with the listeners. How and when did you lose your virginity? 
Hmm. Well, I lost my virginity slash boojinity, whatever you want to call it. I lost it at the age of 13. It was to my next door neighbor, um, Walt, <laughs> as I called him. We, I mean, he was this athletic jock. He was like two years older. No, we were the same age. But he went to a different school. You know, he was a jock. He played football and everything. And I was just like the little nerdy little boy. And one day I was outside bouncing the basketball. And like I say, he said, hey, you want to come in and play video games? And I'm like, me being a geek, video games? Yeah, come on, let's go. And we were in there playing a video game. And like I say, he kept giving me an eye, kept giving me the eye. He kept looking at me weird. And the next thing I know, he pulled out his dick. And of course, I sucked it. And then when he bit me over, like I say, the first time was like a feeling I have never felt. It was so painful. I felt like a train was going in my ass. But after that, we were doing it like every day after school for like two years. And of course, sadly, he moved away, but that's how it happened. 13 years old. <laughs> so that was a train you always had the ticket for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shout out to Walt. <laughs> Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. I can jump rope with my arms. <laughs> okay. That's unique. Yeah, I'm double jointed, so I can jump rope with my arms. You can make a video doing that. <laughs> make that, you know, put that into the sex or something, because that's kind of crazy. <laughs> Describe yourself in 10 words or less. Um, 10 words or less. <sighs> Patient, cute, smart, funny, sexy. A little crazy. How many is that? I lost count. <laughs> um... Loving. Is that six or seven? I lost count. <laughs> um. Okay, so I said cute, funny, sexy, freaky, of course. <laughs> Smart, a little crazy. people person um geek hard working goal oriented that's 10 okay that might have been a little over 10 but I'll let you slide okay <laughs> As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of five pop culture oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know you even better and get to know some of your favorites. 
The first okay. question is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Now, this can be a list of five of your current favorites or five of your all-time favorites. I just need five fave TV shows. Full Metal Alchemist, of course. Fringe. The Vampire Diaries. True Blood. And Scandal. Good choices and quite the eclectic mix. I like it. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Deborah Cox. <laughs> Kay Michelle. Usher, and hmm, who would be fourth on that list? I would have to say Michelle Williams. What are three of your most favorite films? Freeway with Reese Witherspoon. I would have to say The Lion King, all-time favorite. That never gets old to me. And hmm, Underworld. You sing along to The Lion King? Of course. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making sure. <laughs> what are two foods you can't live without? Cereal and popcorn. Although I'm not supposed to eat it right now because I have braces, but I do anyway. So. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? <laughs> Sexual or just anything? Just anything. Hmm. One of my guilty pleasures is that I like cum. You like a little protein shot. Yeah. Okay. Wrath mm -hmm. <laughs> was having a moment, y'all. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> What's next for Wrath? What can the listeners expect from you in the near future? Well, without trying to reveal too much, let's just say you guys should expect something probably late April, early May. Um, we're in the process of doing some things. <laughs> and let's just say be prepared to... I'll be on one of my... I'll be on a DVD for the first time. Well, not the first time since Q just released one with my scene on it, which I didn't know. So I saw it on Twitter, but have a DVD that's going to come out probably April or early May with some hot stuff. So you can look forward to that. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media, all of the goodies? Well, my Twitter is Phil underscore the underscore Wrath. You can follow me on Twitter. Um, of course, my XTube is Wrath Vengeance. My Tumblr is WrathVengeance.tumblr.com. 
And I do have a like page on Facebook. It is Wrath Homunculus, so the last name is still on there, but you can find me on there as well. And then I also just recreated a Vine for those of you who would like to follow me there. Although I really use it, it's Wrath's Vengeance as well. So everything is pretty much Wrath's Vengeance except for that Facebook. And the Twitter. And the Twitter, yeah. Well, Wrath, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters tuning in right now? All I would like to say is thank you guys for supporting me. I mean, y'all keep me going. I mean, I thank you for all the support. I mean, I can't be more humble than that. I mean, just thank you. <laughs> Fantastic, Wrath. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. You were a whole lot of fun. Alright, thank you for having me, Poppy. This was, like, so exciting. Aw, you're welcome. I'm really glad that we had the chance to do this, and we got the chance to fill the listeners in a bit more about you. And certainly the door's open for another interview in the near future. Yes, hopefully. I would enjoy that. Fantastic. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One-on-One with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at contact at Follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash poppychuloradio. With that, Wrath and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night, everyone. <laughs>